Hey guys, my name's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to helping Christians of all walks of life be inspired and encouraged to reach their full godly potential. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, it's Kyla, your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, and I am back at it again um, for another episode, and today I'm going to be talking to all of our single ladies and single gents. I know there are some, not as many as there are girls, but there are some guys that listen to this podcast, so hey, how are you doing? Um, Like, this is open, this podcast is open to anybody that wants to listen, but today I'm going to be talking about singleness and what we should be doing with our single season because you guys I have noticed once I've gotten back into the school back into school it's like so hard being single sometimes and there has been some I guess not temptations just some things that are coming up and you know some interest in like this yeah, some interest in, like, a guy, and just, I remember just being, like, I need to do a podcast episode on this because I need to, first of all, remind myself about how amazing it is to be single and, like, how much of a gift it is to be single, but then also just to really pour out on you guys what has been in my heart for the past, I don't know, month or so, um, and just really talk about, how we can be using our single season and how it is an amazing season to be in, even though sometimes we can't see that. So, um, I just wanted to start this off with being single is super hard, especially during the school year. You guys, I have noticed so many things where it's hard to be single and it's hard not to have that guy because, you know, with public school, you have homecoming, prom, and then there's so many other things that, you know, a high school relationship, like, the relationships between guys and girls just revolves around in high school. Like, a lot of the social stuff, I feel like so much now you're ex- kind of expected to have a boyfriend at least once in high school. And I want to tell you that sometimes this isn't the best thing and we really should be enjoying our single season to its fullest because you got to enjoy the times that you can work on yourself and don't have to have like, another person, um, to take care of, or even a family to take care of. So, um, I just wanted to start this off with the Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 7, 8. Wow, guys, I should have flipped to this before, um, I started it, but it's fine, we found it quick. 1 Corinthians 7, 8 says, To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single, as I am. Okay. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So, I just wanted to, the second part that I read was verse 8, verse 9, because I didn't really read this passage before. I just knew of this verse, but um, it says that, that to the unmarried and the widows, but I doubt many of us are widows, because a lot of us are very young, but... To the unmarried, I say that it is good for them to remain single, as I am. And it's Paul talking, and Paul remained single throughout his whole ministry. But I feel like it's such an emphasis on women to get married and have a family. But sometimes being unmarried and not being in a relationship, I am definitely not in the point in my in my life to get married. You guys, I'm not even 18 yet, so I don't think it's legal for me to be married, but um, I just wanted to remind you guys that it is so good to be out of relationship and not to have that relationship, um, that it is good for them to remain single, um, just as Paul is. And I think Paul just really wanted to remind all of the single people because um, I was reading on it and it was just saying that, like, the New Covenant, um, Paul, when looking at the New Covenant community, doesn't see marriagelessness as a curse, but as a gift. So, I just wanted to remind you that 
being single is a gift, especially in this new covenant with Jesus, because while we're single, we can do all of these amazing things to grow our relationship with with the Lord and with Jesus. So I'm pulling out this trusty, dusty book that I got um, last summer, not this past summer, but the summer before, so over a year ago, and I got it from a book not a used bookstore, just from a thrift store. And it's called Lady in Waiting. And it was um, just a bunch of different things that we could do, especially for the ladies, for the ladies to do to become their best selves before they get into a relationship. And it just says becoming God's best, best while waiting for Mr. Right. And I just wanted to read you the 10, 10 things that they wanted to um, talk about in the book. So there's different chapters and each chapter is devoted to one biblical principle um, that we should be working on. So the first one is Lady of Reckless Abandonment. And if you don't know what that is, it's um, you're supposed to be a lady who like abandons everything for the Lord and just runs after the Lord. So that would, that's what that means. Um, just like aban abandons anything that is not godlike and she runs hard after the lord so that's the first principle the second principle was lady of diligence so being good and diligent in your walk with the lord and then lady of faith so i don't quite remember what they said in this chapter but it was mainly just talking about how we need to have a good like how we need to have a strong faith in jesus um and how how we need to like not neglect our inner self and how we like when we're looking at a cute guy or whatever but how we really need to work on our own faith um the next thing is lady of virtue which is like i think you understand that one but being a lady of virtue not like a lady where her only her only quality is her outer beauty but being a lady of virtue and having that inner beauty and working on like your inner self and not just your outer self and how that your inner self should be the most beautiful thing about you not how you look on the outside um lady of devotion so devotion towards god lady of purity being pure lady of security being like secure in god uh lady of contentment so being content in your singleness lady of conviction um and then lady of patience so this book i definitely recommend it it's called lady in waiting by jackie kendall and debbie jones and it was just such a good book for me to read and like me to really start and work on i feel like especially as not a new christian but like kind of renewed faith and wanting to really run hard after the lord and after like, the bad relationship that I did have with the guy that I will talk about in this podcast episode. But um, just having all of those principles to really run hard after and really work on was amazing. So I definitely recommend that book. Um, next thing. Yeah, so the main reason why we're in a season of singleness is because it's time to grow in our relationship with the Lord. And I just think about this one picture, analogy, whatever, that a pastor once said. I think it was at summer camp. And he was like, when you're seeing that guy or the girl that you're interested in, um, you want to actually not go to them first. So you look up, you see the guy, the girl, you're like, oh, that's cute. But then you look straight forward and start running hard after the Lord. And you can stop a few times, look up, and see if they're still next to your side. And after a few rounds of that running hard at the Lord, looking up to your side, seeing if they were still there, and then doing that process over and over again, if they're still there after quite a bit of time, then that's kind of like, like, oh, this is somebody that maybe you should look into. Like, somebody who's running as hard after the Lord as you are um, and focusing on the Lord as you are, um, that might be a sign, or not a sign, but just something to think about as you're going into a relationship or starting to look at more people to go into a relationship with. Um, the next thing that... I was going to say, is that when you are in a relationship, 
it's so easy to get caught up in other pe- in the other person's life. So, like, once you get married, there's no time. You do have alone time, but once you get married and have kids, your whole life kind of becomes you and your kids. And there's not a lot of time for you to really run after the Lord as hard as you want to or as hard as you did when you were single. So we really need to be using the single singleness season to become the best versions of ourselves in the Lord to be able to really match up to the mate that God has put us with. Um, and it's really easy for girls to make this whole list. And I'm going to talk about like future husband lists in a little while, but it's very easy, easy for us women to make lists of attributes that we want guys to be like, and then just ignore our own path. So we can make a list of, oh, I want him to be kind. I want him to be generous. He has to be a devout Christian. He has to have like a lot of Bible knowledge. Um, he has to have all of these good, amazing traits, which is not a bad thing, but you're not yourself yourself, you are not working on those traits in yourself. So it's so important to remember that we can't just be wishing for these things and not also working towards these things, if that makes sense. So we need to really um, try and grow our relationship with the Lord. So then, one, we are mature Christians when that relationship does come around and two so then we can we'll have that we'll find that perfect half to us and we're not depending on the other person for our faith we have our own faith that we have already built up um so now I'm going to talk about what we do when we feel ourselves catching per catching feelings. Oh my goodness. Um, I was looking down at my notes and I said catching prayers because my first thing is to do is to pray about it. Um, but when we're catching feelings, cause you guys, this little girl right here is kind of sort of a hopeless romantic, actually not more, not kind of sort of, she is a hopeless romantic. So there's a few things that I just wanted to talk to you guys about, about like what we do when we're catching feelings and you know, we're kind of in the season of singleness and yeah, we we want that and we want that relationship and we're also catching feelings. So um, I wanted to talk about the infamous, the the prayer in parentheses, you know, the prayer where you're like, dear Lord, if this man is not for me, take him out of my life. Guys, sometimes that prayer is scary and sometimes you don't want to pray it. But I was thinking about this one time and I kind of felt, I don't know, I was kind of thinking about it in preparation to this podcast episode. And I feel like that's always kind of the thing that I know that I should do when I get a crush or when I get interested in this one guy. And one time I was thinking about it and I was like, and I was very, very, oh, what's the word? I didn't feel like I wanted to do it. I felt like, "Ah, I don't want to do this. Like this, I'm scared to do this. I'm scared to pray, pray this prayer. And I was thinking after that, after I prayed the prayer, after I went through those scared feelings, those anxious feelings, and I was thinking, why am I so anxious about this? Um, and I was just thinking like how, how your attitude towards that prayer, towards the prayer that you know that you should pray because you know, you don't want some guy to disrupt your walk with the Lord if he's not what he has for you. And like surrendering that crush is the first step of having a crush. But I was thinking like, if you are not praying, if you really don't want to pray that prayer, if you really are against praying it, then does that mean that this man, this guy is holding a higher a higher place in your heart than God is because in our true Christian relationships I truly feel like we should not be putting things above God and we should be able to surrender the things that might stray or walk with him to him so guys definitely will stray our walk 
with the Lord, um, they definitely will distract us. You guys, I get so distracted by guys sometimes. And I think you're, and guys, I've felt it too, where I'm like, I really, I don't, I don't want this to happen. I don't want him to be taken out of my life. I don't, I, I don't want this. Like, I don't want to pray this prayer. I, I feel convicted to pray it, but in reality, I don't want to pray it because I don't want to lose this relationship or lose the chance that I have with this guy. And I was like, I'm so worried to pray this prayer because I'm worried of losing something that I've put in a higher place in my heart than God. Um, like, are we putting this man and these feelings in our heart above God where we're scared to surrender those feelings and we're scared to let God take the wheel, which God always has the wheel, but are we scared to surrender our, because we always have free will. So we have free will. So God gave us the gift of free will. So we can do whatever we want to do, even if God doesn't want us to do it. But are we scared to surrender those feelings and be like, God, I place it in your hands and please do with these feelings as you will? Are you scared to do that? Because that, to me, I was just thinking, this is when I struggle and when I realize, like, this guy is holding a higher place in my heart than God is and I need to put God first and I that's when you really need to surrender that crush and you really need to give that crush to him because you don't want this this guy who's, I don't know, a temporary thing who probably isn't the one for you to take precedence over your heart over God. Um, so I think just surrendering your crush is the first thing. And if you're struggling to do that, just be like, Lord, I am so sorry. I am struggling to surrender this crush and please help me put you above him um and please I just surrender that crush right now because I realize that he's taking precedence over my heart than you are and I'm I'm worshiping this man over you and I want to worship you and I'm so sorry Lord and I confess and I confess that this made-up relationship in my head or the thought of this relationship in my head is more is taking up more of my mind and something that I'm loving more than you, Lord, I pray that you help take away that desire for that man and I just surrender my feelings towards him to you and just let you do what you will. Um, so yeah, that was my main thing that I was really thinking about. It's like, if this man is taking precedence over my thoughts and if this guy is, if I'm reluctant to surrender my feelings for this guy to God, that means that I'm worshiping him over God. And I think that's just the one thing to realize, especially for us hopeless romantics, is to realize that we should be putting God first and we need to be putting God above this one man. Uh, the next thing um, is I fall into the trap of where I actually just like the made-up version of that I've made of this guy in my head. I don't really know much about this guy. I see a few traits that I like, you know, I, I don't know, he's cute, all of that stuff, and I realize, do I really know that much about him, or am I liking the idea of him in my head, and the man that I've made up in my head? So, my next thing was to ask yourself what you like about this guy. You guys, I was on a hour and a half phone call with my friend today. We were just talking and she was like, what, what do you like about this guy? Like, what, what are some of the attributes that you admire about him? Because I was saying, like, I don't think I have one of those crazy crushes where you're like, ooh, so cute. Like, one of those crazy giddy crushes where you just, like, fall head over the heels for the guy. It's more like, I'm interested in him, you know, if that makes sense. It's not like, oh, I really like this guy and blah, da, 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 da. It's like, I want to learn more about him and I'm interested in him, but I don't really know him. And I feel like I've got past that part. But she asked me, like, what are these traits that you admire about him? And what is it that you admire about him? And I was thinking, wow. Um, and yes, there were so many traits that I had, but if she had, if you had gone back 
I don't know, a year, two years to any of the guys that I've liked and you ask me, what about that guy do you like? What would I say? Would it be, oh, he's cute, you know, he's funny, blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't all that deep. And I was thinking about this other day where I had this crush on this guy at the end of the school year. Um, and you know what? I really liked him. All of this fun stuff. But it turned out, I was thinking, I let go of that crush so easily. And I was thinking, how did I let go of that? Just because I haven't seen him and I realized it was never that deep. We never really knew each other. We, I knew about what he liked, but I didn't really know the real him and it wasn't really that deep. So really you gotta ask yourself and maybe write it down or just talk, to, maybe talk to a friend about it. Just say, hey, I want to have a discussion about this guy that I have feelings for and how and can you ask me and like go through with me about all the things that I like about him and just help me reflect because do I really like him or do I really like the idea that I've made up of him in my mind um the next thing is is he a Christian you girls we fall into this trap of I can fix him you guys, I've fallen into that trap where you think, I can fix him. I can make him Christian. That rarely ever works out. Like 98% of the time, you can't fix him. And it will lead to so much heartbreak. Um, and that's kind of what happened with me and my one and only like official relationship. is I was like, I can fix him. And you know, I know he has these mental health struggles, but you know, I can show him, I can show him God, and I can help fix these sad, depressive thoughts because, you know, that's what helped me, and I can just show him, and I can fix him. Girlies, that never works out, no matter if you know that he's struggling with his mental health, or just, you know, if he's a great guy, but he's not a Christian, 99% of the time, you can't fix him, and that's something that we all have to come to the realization to because it's so easy to think, yeah, I can fix him. I can do this. It's fun. When in reality, you can't. So to save yourself from a lot of heartbreak and a lot of trouble, don't ever think that you can fix him because I think you probably can't. So just being really discerning about is he a Christian or is he not? And I have like this little part in this episode that I'm going to call counterculture dating. You guys, this episode is like really poorly planned, um, but I really wanted to get this out tomorrow. So I'm recording it and I just have a lot to say and I was like rushing down the outline, um, but I'm definitely going to talk about like how we can discern if he's a Christian or not because it's like really hard to discern if a person is a Christian or not. But there's some things that we can discern because even if he goes to youth group, it doesn't mean that he's a, even though if he goes to church or if he goes to youth group, it doesn't mean he's a man of God. And like, there's definitely times that you know that he's not a Christian because like he doesn't even go to church and that's super easy. But when they're at church, it's a little harder to discern. So we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. So stay tuned for that. But back to like, when you feel yourself catching feelings, my, is this fourth thing? My fourth thing is to ask yourself, do you like him for him or do you like the attention? You guys, I think it's so easy, especially for me. We're just getting down in the nitty gritty of it. It's easy for me to not be attracted to the guy or to his attributes, but to the attention that he gives me. Um, the one, my one relationship the whole reason I even got into that relationship was it was a time where I was really struggling and I felt really, really alone. And, you know, this guy has done this quite a few times to quite a few different girls. So glad that I'm not the only one who's fallen into this trap, but it's so easy for girls to fall into this trap where I was having super bad friend struggles and I quote unquote lost two of my friends and we just 
I don't know, something happened and we got into a fight or whatever. And then I would just be so alone and I felt so lonely. And this guy, he was like, oh, you're struggling? Like, oh, how are you doing today? And like listening to my problems. And I had that, I guess, attention, but I had his caringness for me. And I think that's when it boils down to the root of that relationship, that was why I got into that relationship was because I was lonely. It's so easy for girls who are lonely and feeling alone to get into a relationship that is not meant for them because they simply want somebody who will always be there or always seem to be there for them because when you think of dating, you think of somebody who is always there and always going to hang out with you because you're in this relationship. And then I would just say, think about your friendships. If you are in this point where you're lonely and you're feeling like down in the rut and you just want somebody to be there and maybe you have some friends or maybe you're just having problems with your friends, just like rethink your friendship situation because trust me, a good friend will always be there for you Um, and they'll always be there to talk to you. And I've just been seeing this with my new friend. Um, It's just crazy to see how the Lord has provided me with an amazing Christian friend. Um, I'm just so blessed. Like, I think she's probably going to listen to this. (laughs) Um, But like, it's just crazy to see how the Lord has provided. But it's definitely easy, much easier for me to fall into feelings for a guy because he's shown me attention and I feel lonely. Like if a guy, it's so, I feel like it's so easy for any girl to fall into that trap of I like him or I want to be in a relationship and they feel like they need that relationship more when they're feeling lonely and when they're going through a tough time with their friends. Because when you think of it, what are romantic relationships shown to be in any of our media. It's something, it's a person that is always going to be there for you and always there to talk and just like this really deep relationship because a romantic relationship should be really deep, but our friendship should also be deep and we need to really pour into our girlfriends if we're a girl or if you're a guy, our guy friends and not just fall into that trap of oh, he's giving me attention, I like him now, when in reality, you just like the attention and you like the attention that he gives you instead of actually liking him. And it's so easy, I'm going to say it again, it's so easy to fall into that trap because it's so easy to think, oh yeah, I like him, when in reality, you just like the attention. And like, it's so hard because when I remember and when I think about that, I think, oh my goodness, I'm selfish, and I'm gross, and I'm a bad human, but the problem, the reality of it is, is that you just need to try and, like, pray to God for those good, deep relationships that don't have to be romantic, because, yeah, it's so easy to fall into the trap of, oh, he's there, and he'll give me attention, and this is so great, but let me tell you, sisters, the tension will fade. It'll fade real fast. It faded really fast for me with my ex. Like, I think it was less than three weeks where I started to realize, wait, this isn't what I want. I don't like this. Get me out of this. You know, it was a lot. It took me only a little bit of time to realize, like, hey, this is actually not what I thought it was. And actually, I'm not sure if I really like this guy. I think I just like him for the, for the stability and the attention that he gave me instead of him being him. And I think it's so important to discern that before you get into relationship. Um, and then my next thing is to, wow, we're just going into this next thing. I realized that I didn't really transition well, but my next thing is to not settle. So it was so funny. We were, me and my friend were talking and she's like, I don't want to be the chaser. I want to be chased and I want to be pursued. And especially for us girls, um, find someone who chases after you. 
Like, guys, if you really feel like this woman is for you, chase after her. Because my big thing advice for us girlies is to kind of wait. <laughs> wait to be pursued. This is very not... This is very counter our culture because our culture is definitely like, yes, you go for that man and you tr and you get him and woo, you go girly, girl boss, <laughs> whatever. But I feel like there's something so special to be said about the guy who chases the girl. And if he really cared about you and he really wanted you, think about it. He would chase after you and he would he would make contact and he would try and get your number he would reach out he would talk to you he would start conversations he would ask you on that date and he would put effort into that don't settle for a guy and don't settle for somebody just based off of looks like you gotta get gotta get to know him but we also don't want to settle we don't want to just find someone we don't want to like see a guy and then chase after him because I feel like it's so easy for us girls now to try and chase after a guy when in reality he doesn't really care about you um and I feel like the there's like this thing going around Instagram where it's like girlies you are the missing rib don't chase after that guy that guy should come and chase after you because you are the rib that you're that are missing and I'm like not really sure I don't know like it makes sense but I'm also like ah, you know but I feel like if God really has a guy in, in place for you and in his plan for you then that guy would pursue you whoa I said pursue really weird pursue you and chase after you and you would not be the one pursuing you would be the one who gets pursued um my next thing is are you in a place in your relation in your life to be in a relationship? When I think about myself and something that I have been really thinking about lately is am I in a place to get into a relationship? Because my whole idea of relationships is our goal is to marry. And I understand the people like I've definitely heard this philosophy from like this one girl was telling me about her dating philosophy where she thinks that like it's okay to date multiple people to just figure out what you like and I understand that but I'm definitely the person who will date people to dive right in so I would not want to become a long-term girlfriend of somebody just to figure out oh actually I was just trying to figure out what I liked and I don't like you. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, my whole idea is our goal is to marry somebody. And our goal out of dating should be to marry. It shouldn't just to be, it shouldn't be just to have fun. And I understand a lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's, it's fun. And you know, that's, that's why we're dating because we're having fun and all of that stuff. And it's not that deep, but I'm definitely like, the very emotional feeling person who's like, no, I date. When I date, I'm looking for that connection and I'm looking for that deeper connection with the person that I'm dating. And um, I want that connection and I want to date to marry because I don't think there's much of a thing that like, oh, we should just date around to see who we like and who we don't. That being said, if you are dating someone and you're like, actually, this is not the guy for me, don't settle. Like I said, don't settle for a guy who's not right for you. But also, I feel like we should really be thinking in our lives, like, are we in a place to get married right now? Because I am 17, so I'm definitely not in the place to get married, and I'm definitely not going to get married soon, and I was just thinking, I'm going to move away to college next year. Like, should I be getting into a relationship this year if I know that probably it won't come out of anything, and nothing will probably come out of it, and I feel like if I, I'm going to trust God, and I'm just going to let him do his will, so if he, if he decides, like, oh, this is the guy for you, and I've 
and he puts it in his plan for my life for me to start dating a guy this year. Like, definitely going to trust his plan, but right now where I'm at, I'm like, what's the point of me trying to pursue a guy and chase after a guy if I know that I'm going to move away next year and he probably won't be at the same place? And I'm definitely at the place where I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready to marry. I'm content in my standing right now. I don't feel the need to be with a guy and I am content working on myself and working on my relationship in God and I'm trying to just use the single season to really run after God and really pour into this podcast too because um, it's so easy for us girls to get really distracted by guys and like I said in the beginning, it's really easy to get distracted by guys and I feel like if I had gotten together with the guy that I liked last year, I wouldn't have made this podcast. If I was with a guy all summer, I probably... If I, I don't know, if I was dating or, you know, in a talking stage with a guy before I started this podcast or when I had the idea of the podcast, my mind probably would have been on the guy, not on the podcast. So I feel like I've really enabled this single season to really help me grow in my relationship with Christ, first of all, and then also be able to pour into things like this podcast. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you're really utilizing this amazing single season and I'm just so happy to be single because I have so many other responsibilities right now like I during the summer I was like well can't get into a relationship with anybody because I barely have time for myself like my me time was going to the gym and my me time was like playing around the house on Thursday um and like now I'm going to school full-time I'm working four nights a week and I'm I'm just vibing with life right now and life is gonna get busy I'm like I don't really have that much time for a guy so I'm just like really glad that I'm single and I'm really trying to utilize this season to the best of its ability because I know that you know if God wills for it it's going to happen and I'd I don't know I'd be happy to be in a relationship I'd I'm happy wherever God has me, and right now I'm really happy in my singleness, and if something happens, then I would be happy with that too, but also, I don't care. Like, I feel like I've been utilizing this single season so much, and I feel like there's so much that I've learned during this, and I'm just so thankful for this season in my life, and I feel like I've never really had that, I've never really had that mindset maybe last summer last summer I definitely had that mindset but once I got into school it was definitely different um but I feel like this year going into school I'm just so happy I'm just living my life and being happy so that also leads what was I gonna say there was something else that I was going to talk about I can't really remember yeah I don't know just I feel like if you're stuck in the rut of like, oh, I don't want to be single and oh, I'm sad in my singleness, try and pray about it. Pray like, dear Lord, please help me see the good and the amazingness and the the stuff that the plan that you have for this single season. Like, please help me. Please remind me of it and please help me see it because I feel like it's so important for all of the single ladies to remember that this is such an amazing time to be in. I remembered what I was going to say. So I was listening to the Holy Girl Hotline podcast episode about singleness and single season. And this was about a week ago. But I remember both of them were talking about how they got into their now relationships when they weren't even looking for one. So they were not trying to pursue a guy and they were not trying to get into a relationship when the relationship happened. So I definitely think that you could be wanting a relationship and a relationship would happen, but it shouldn't be the number one priority on your list. I feel like God just has this crazy way of being like, oh, here's the perfect guy for you because, you know, you weren't even expecting it, if that makes sense. Like God will have this guy for you probably when you're least expecting it and when you least think that it's 
when it's least, not least probable, but when you least think that you're going to find a guy and get him in a relationship, that might be when God, God shows you a guy that is meant for you. Uh, so try, like I said, try not to pursue a relationship. Don't settle. Um, and then don't be pursued. Don't pursue, be pursued. But just remembering that we should really be relishing in the season of singleness because there's so much that we can learn from it um and how much we can grow in our relationship with the Lord because we're not constantly being like worrying about this other person that you know we have to hang out with them and we have to commit a bunch of time to them which it's amazing like it's such a fun thing to be in a relationship I feel like and definitely from the people that I follow or like the people that I know that are in a good Christian relationship. I know that they have a lot of fun with it and it's like such a learning experience for them and they're really growing in their faith that way. But making sure that you have a strong sturdy faith before you start is so important and we should really be praying like dear lord please show us how this season can be a blessing towards us and towards you and please show us all that you have in store for this single single season and show us like how how we can be using this season to the best of our abilities to grow in you and pursue those god-sized goals that you have for us and really become strong in our faith before we get into a long-term relationship and become mothers and stuff because there's definitely, I'm, I'm just so amazed how the Bible works, you guys, sometimes. Because I was reading the very controversial, or whatever, section of Colossians, where it talks about the rules for a Christian household. So, Colossians 3, 18 through 25. But, um, just... I was thinking about how much of a two-way street it is, but also thinking about how all of our duties as a wife and as, like, a, not necessarily a girlfriend, but once we get married, how many quote-unquote duties we have and how much we pour into the relationship. Um, because um, just verse 18 and 19 says, Wives... Submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Like, it's crazy because I wrote in my little margins, two-way street, wives submit to husbands and husbands love wives. Um, but we were, but I was just thinking, like, how much responsibility we're going to have once we get married. Like, how we are the ones who take care of our household as wives and then once we have kids, we're we take, like, the husband has to take care of the kids, too, but I feel like so much of our lives, once we get married and once we have kids, is devoted to our husband and our kids, and there's, and if we don't have a strong foundation in Christ before we get married, it's so easy for that relationship with Christ to go to the wayside, because you have so many more responsibilities when you're married, so I think just utilizing our single season to the best to its fullest is going to really help us when we're older and we don't have as much time because we have kids and we have a husband and we have a household to take care of. Um, it's so important for us to really work on our relationship with the Lord and become strong in our, in our base and our foundation of our relationship with the Lord when we're alone and we don't have to, um, you don't have to take care of a household and take care of kids, and we don't have a bunch of people depending on us. So, yeah. Oh, and then that reminded me. Um, you guys, this is all over the place. Like I said, the outline's kind of bad this time, but I just have so much that I want to say. Um, back to the don't settle point. Um, I was talking to my friend, of course, and she was talking about how we're supposed to submit to our husbands and how we shouldn't be settling for somebody that we don't want to submit to. Like our husbands should have, we should find a man and like, well, God has that man for us. 
but we shouldn't try and date a man that won't respect us and a man that we don't want to submit to and we shouldn't try and pursue a relationship with a guy that we know that won't respect us and somebody that we don't feel that we don't want to submit to we should submit to our husbands because he is somebody worthy of submitting to so just really trusting the lord in giving us that person worthy of submitting to and then also giving that that us that husband that will respect us in a way and respect our submission to him so just remembering like how god models our perfect family and our perfect relationships and how like the wife is supposed to submit and then the husband is supposed to be the head of the household so we're supposed to be looking for somebody who is worthy to be the head of our our household and worthy to be the father of our children and like God will give us that person so you don't have to like go in it blind um but praying for those um and then also making sure like when you are opened up to this man um making sure that he is somebody that you know is worthy of your submission and you know will help grow your relationship in the Lord so Next, we're going to go into counter-dating culture. So, I just wanted to talk about how you don't have to go with the crowd. Go with the flow and be part of the crowd, mass, high school, college, post-grad dating crowd. Because there is definitely some things, especially in high school, um, that really is probably not the most ideal. I was talking to my friend, you know, this is all coming off that amazing conversation that I had with her, but we were talking about how going on a date does not mean that you have to be a boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, you should go on a few dates before you become a girlfriend of somebody, and I feel like that our dating culture nowadays says, oh, you go on a date with this person, you're actually dating them, and you have to be their girlfriend, and I feel like to really truly figure out if you want to date this person, you have to go on at least one date with them. Another thing that I was thinking about is trying to discern if the person is a Christian or not, like if the guy or girl is Christian or not, maybe suggest like when you guys are talking and starting your friendship and relationship be like hey do you want to read this book with me and it could be like a biblical book or do you want to can we go to a coffee shop together like as like a first date or whatever and it doesn't even have to be a first date just ask like hey do you want to meet me at a coffee shop saturday morning or whatever or someday after school um and read a passage like, you could find a passage in the Bible that you want to read with them, and then you guys can read it together, and one, you want to see if they'd be interested in that, and if they'd be up for that, and then two, you also would want to see what they got out of the, that passage. Um, my friend, she was dating this one guy, and she just kind of had the feeling that he wasn't a Christian, and it turned out that he wasn't, because they weren't getting the same stuff out of the messages, and she was way more mature in her, well, she was just more mature, but she was more mature in her faith than he was, and yeah, she was telling me about how, like, she felt like he was not as mature in his faith, and I feel like it's so hard to discern that, um, Sometimes it's hard to discern that, but trying to really create a relationship with the Lord um, in the midst of your guys' relationship. So, like, doing Bible studies, praying together, reading, like, biblical books together. Like, doing all of that stuff will help both of you grow in your relationship in the Lord and then also grow with each other's relationships. Um, so, just... When you're trying to discern if he's a Christian or not, or if she's a Christian or not, if you're a guy, maybe suggest to go meet at a coffee shop or a park and just read a passage of the Bible together and talk about your findings and see, one, is she interested in that? Like, because it should be something that you both are interested in. And then two, are you guys agreeing, at least on the basis of what you get out of it? Are you feeling like this person is as spiritually mature as 
this man um, as you are. Sorry. <laughs> so are you feeling like you're the same equals on your spiritual maturity? Um, my next thing is to remind you guys that you're not behind and God may be protecting you. I feel like, especially in high school culture and college culture, it's so easy to feel like you're behind if you haven't had a relationship yet. And I definitely felt that way where I felt, oh, I'm behind because I hadn't had have a relationship yet. And I feel like if I had just trusted God more, then I would have been saved from so much hurt and so much like tribulation and stuff if I had just trusted him more. So I wanted to say like God may be protecting you if you are not getting into a relationship and I know it's so hard to see this but you guys it's worth it so much more to be protected from a relationship that is not going to be glorifying for God and it's not going to be a good relationship versus getting into a relationship where it's not the right one for you and it ends up hurting you more than it helps you. So remembering that you're not behind. I know that Amelia Merkel, a girl with Jesus, um, I can't say her last name, especially Melky, maybe? Off the top of my head, I'm really bad at saying names, um, especially last names. I remember the first names, but like the last names are harder. Um, but the girl with Jesus on Instagram, she has a few videos about like how you're not behind. And I know that she has her own podcast, Who Is She Becoming podcast. And I'm pretty sure one of the episodes talks about like, you're not behind, um, especially with high schools. Like you guys, if you're not in a relationship in high school, you are not behind because what did I say that dating was meant for? marriage and can you get married in high school Nah, um you cannot get married when you're 16 so you are not behind um and i'm not discouraging any high school relationships because i definitely think that you know some of them can be really good and some of them you know god definitely has in his plan but also like don't feel behind if you haven't had a high school relationship yet i know i would have saved myself from so much heartbreak and not heartbreak but just like heartache and trouble if I had just waited and been more stable in my relationship with God um but yeah so remembering that you are not behind if you don't have a boyfriend in high school and then also just the final thing is to strive to actually know the guy or girl before you date them this is what I was saying at the beginning, just striving to know this person before you date them. So yeah, hang out, go on a date with them, hang out with them before you actually become boyfriend, girlfriend, because I feel like commit boyfriend, girlfriend is so much commitment. And I feel like there can be so much trouble saved if you go on a date and you have good, solid conversations and you, I don't know. Hang out a few times before you become girlfriend, boyfriend, and you really try and engage in those, like, deep conversations to see if this is a guy that you truly want to date. Because it's easy for me to be like, oh, I want a boyfriend and all of this stuff, but, like, if a guy came along and asked me to be his girlfriend, would I actually want to be in that relationship? Probably not. Where am I going? You guys, I'm so tired today. It's like Labor Day. Just brain is not working. But, um, like, I don't truly know him. And I feel like that was my problem with my ex, too. Like, I didn't truly know him before I started dating him. And that was what led to so many issues. Because I knew his hobbies. I knew what he liked. But I didn't really know his heart. So trying to truly know a person and hanging out with them before you become official is so important and it's so easy for you know guys and girls to be like oh one date now or even no dates because you know there's the whole talking stage where you're like getting to know each other but you actually haven't really spent any time alone together you just you just text each other and you talk at school around other people 
but there's not really any deep relationship with each other. Um, like talking stages are amazing, but also if it's just via text and phone, like I don't think that's the greatest. Um, if you're long distance, it's definitely different, but with an actual talking stage, like talking, talking stage with somebody at your school, you should at least try and hang out with them one-on-one -on -one before you go, before you decide commitment. Because um, I feel like it would definitely save a lot of trouble and a lot of heartbreak in a lot of girls and even guys if you guys, if we truly got to know the person we're dating before dating them and then just expecting to get to know each other as you're dating. Um, and that goes into my thing like, we should be dating to marry. So, you know, go on a few dates and talk to a person to get to know them. And then if you really feel like truly this is maybe a potential husband or wife, then you go on to dating where you get to really know each other. But trying to truly get to know somebody, like know them better before you date instead of just knowing like baseline stuff. Like really try and work on a friendship before you go into romantic. Okay, my last thing is just, you guys, remember how much of a blessing single season is. Remember how much you can do with your single season and how much your relationship with God can grow in this single season. And uh, just be encouraged that maybe a guy will come when you're least expecting it. I might I just realized I didn't talk anything about, like, future husband stuff, so maybe I'll just quietly, quickly, not quietly, quickly do that before um, I end this episode. So just wanted to talk about, like, future husband lists or whatever. Um, if you guys want to do this, and it's definitely just a want, um, but it's kind of good for you guys, for me especially, to make a little list about the, we call it the deal breakers, um, of a relationship where you're like, if this guy does this, it's a deal breaker. So if this guy, I don't know, if this guy is like not a Christian, that's a deal breaker. That's the ultimate deal breaker, but there's a lot of other deal breakers. Like if this guy struggles really badly with anxiety and depression and won't get help for it, that is a deal breaker. Um, if this guy is very emotionally dependent on you, that's a deal breaker. Like, there's a lot of different deal breakers, but there's can also be, like, the future husband wish list or whatever, where you're like, okay, one is he loves the Lord. Two is that he's kind and compassionate. Three is that he um, is good with kids. Like, you can add a lot of things into that future husband list and then also you want to have your deal breakers in your mind so I would say like one think about all of the attributes that you want in a guy so write these down write it in your notes just think about all of the things attributes that you want in your future husband so some of mine would be number one loves the lord number two is good with kids number three always respects me and respects my boundaries number four uh has respects his parents, like, loves his mama, um, number five, I don't know, there's so many that I could do, number five is, like, treats other people, like, I think there's such a big thing about respect, but number five, respects people around town, so, like, any, any people in a customer service job, like, that is such a big thing, or, like, if he's a tipper, like, if he can tip, like, that is such a sign of, like, respect, and I kind of look up to guys who tip, like, wow, you, amazing, and I get if you're not in, like, a tipping culture place, but, like, I feel like tipping culture is such a big thing in the U.S., um, oh, and then number six is willing to engage in very deep conversations with me, um, and then some of my deal breakers are, one, I guess this isn't much well, sometimes it is, but one is, like, if he has any problems with alcoholism or, well, number one thing is if he doesn't love the Lord, um, the number two thing is, like, substance abuse, if he has, if he ha is 
an alcoholic, and this doesn't really go into high school, but um, once I get older, if he struggles with alcoholism or like smoking pot or whatever, that's a big deal breaker for me. Um, my second thing is, my third thing or whatever, is that if he doesn't treat me with respect, um, my fourth thing is that if he doesn't treat his parents with his respect, we're fifth thing the fifth thing is if he is unkind to children if he yeah if he looks down and like hates children and if he's not willing to be kind to children like you biggest turn off um number oh well this goes into like my things that I want for a husband is like that he dresses respectfully and like he he dresses up for things and he like, carries himself in a more, like, respectful way. Like, not in a prideful way, just in a way that is, like, I respect, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but that he's not, like, a lazy bum and he doesn't wear sweatpants all the time and he actually cares about, like, his image or whatever. Like, not image-focused, you guys. I'm not trying to say that he's image. Like, that's something that I want. I want a guy who, like, carries himself with respect and... Because that's somebody that I would want to submit to. I don't want to submit to some lazy bum guy. I want to submit to somebody that, like, it carries himself respect. Oh, that also goes into my future husband list. Somebody who earns money and works hard. Like, blue-collar man. Quote-unquote blue-collar man. But, like, somebody who works hard for his money and, like, earns his own money. And, like, for the deal-breakers, it would be relies on his parents money and doesn't have a job and is lazy okay so and there's so many more that you could add on there I really want you to think through like here are my amazing things that I'm looking for in this guy and then these are the things that I don't want in this guy and I remember I was listening to a podcast and they kind of brought up praying for your future husband and I actually did that you guys first time ever um, it felt really weird. Okay, so, it was like, oh, I was like, I was just praying and I feel like I have, I feel like God, I don't know, it was so weird to see how this prayer has been answered just talking to you guys, but I said, um, I pray you remind me to stay a patient lady in waiting and keep me protected from situations with guys that will hurt me, um, but... Oh, and I pray for my development in you and for my future husband, that you protect him. And I pray um, for a man that will meet me where I'm at or exceed my faith and who will help me grow in you. Who will be an amazing house and who will be an amazing household head. Um, and then I was like, I was just kind of talking to God as my friend. And I was like, wow, it was so amazing to pray about my future husband. And I thank you for being the one... I can go to when I want to talk. You truly are amazing, Lord. Thank you for this day. And I pray that you either show me, the, like, reveal your path or just let the path bloom or wither, whatever your will be done. Um, like, if that makes sense, because I was kind of praying about, like, this interest that I was having. Um, but I was, like, just praying for your future husband and praying that the guy that, God, well, God will give you a guy that is meant for you. Just praying that, you know, he he has that guy in store for you and just praying for his protection and all that stuff. You can listen to podcast episodes about praying for your future husband because there's definitely some out there. And um, I think that was the first time that I did it and I kind of felt weird doing it. But just remembering, like, Yes, you can pray for that, and you can pray for your future relationship, and yeah, just praying. I think prayer is the big thing to remember here. Um, just praying that, you know, God, like, helps you be content and helps you see the amazingness that he's doing through this single season. So yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for today is that, one, singleness is such an amazing thing. Um, can really help you grow in your relationship with the Lord, and it's, I don't know, it's just so special, you guys, and then two, just 
be in constant prayer, be in constant prayer about that new guy interest, be in constant prayer about, like, Lord, please help me see the plan that you have for this single season, and then just also be in constant prayer about that future husband that God has set aside for you. So you guys, this actually went so long. Um, maybe I'll be able to edit some of it down, but it was so fun talking to you guys, and I will see you in the next one. Maybe it'll be Friday. I don't know. You guys, I really haven't thought of a new schedule for school, so we're just going with the flow, seeing how it's going, and I hope you guys all join me for next week's not next week's, but the next episode where I'm going to be talking about Holy Girl Fall because it's fall season, y'all. Yes, I did do that on purpose because it rhymes, but um, yeah, I got a pumpkin spice latte today. It was so good. Um, Yeah, fall is upon us, so I'm definitely going to do the fall Holy Girl Fall episode this week or next week if I don't get it out this week. So yeah, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a blessed rest of your day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening to the end, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast. I'll see you in the next one.